Om Gyanati Mirandhasya Gyanandana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Thank you for coming on this bad night. <laughs> Do you need the mic also? I think it's... Ah, I don't need to put this thing. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, if my voice was normal, I wouldn't need a mic. It's a bad night because it's raining. <laughs> but it's a good night because we're chanting Hare Krishna. In English, when people go to take rest, they say to each other, Good night. I don't know about in America, but in England they do. I'm not sure if in America they do, but... Oh, that's nice. In England, where this particular bag of bones was born, um, they say good night at night. This particular bag of bones, this, this thing here, was born in England. In England they say, Good night. Good night, yeah. But actually for the non-devotees there's no good night. They say good, good day, good morning, good evening, good night. But without Krishna consciousness it's all bad. So we're having a good night here. In this very important city, Tokyo is a very important city, isn't it? Why is it important? Well, it's one of the financial capitals of the world, capital of one of the most prominent countries in the world, and headquarters of some of the world's most famous companies. That's not why Tokyo is important. Why is Tokyo important? Not because it's the capital of a Japan, not because it's a financial center, not because it's the headquarters of so many famous companies. What's the reason? Who can say? Nitai Gorosundar here and Prabhupada came in. The whole universe is useless and meaningless without the presence of the Lord and His pure devotees. Achaitanya midam vishvam, the whole universe is as if unconscious. Well, Tokyo doesn't seem to be unconscious. Seems to be seems to be full of life. Very busy city. Last time I was here, we went out for Hainam Sankirtan at eleven o'clock at night. There's still so many people moving around. Not tonight, maybe because of the rain, but normally people are out day and night, busy. But from the transcendental perspective, all the people moving around are like many moving dead bodies. Without Krishna consciousness, the, whatever consciousness we have is meaningless. So undoubtedly people here are very uh, intelligent, hard-working, conscientious, but it's all useless without Krishna. Japan is a very good symbol of the uselessness of not being Krishna conscious because everyone is working hard. The economy, despite its recent difficulties of the last few years, is still one of the best in the world. Japan is still a place where people throw things away that in other countries people would be very happy they'd pay lots of money to get. So it's very technologically developed, 
economically developed people are well behaved in general you can say there are all facilities for sense enjoyment both traditional and modern but still everyone is completely miserable no one is happy so probably very kindly placed his lotus feet on this earth planet and on this particular piece of earth which goes by the name of Japan because Prabhupada was very eager to give people knowledge of Krishna Srila Prabhupada was and is fully Krishna conscious and his only wish was to uh, serve his Guru Maharaj and the previous Acharyas by giving everyone knowledge of Krishna anyone who can appreciate at least to some extent the gifts that Srila Prabhupada has given must be extremely grateful to him as I was saying Tokyo is a very important place and <coughs> I came here to meet the most important people in Tokyo <coughs> which is all of you of course from the materialistic perspective none of us are very important but from the spiritual perspective from Krishna's perspective the devotees are the only ones who takes very special care of so we should be happy with the faith that Krishna is looking after us we should be happy with the faith that Krishna is looking after us Krishna is looking after us caring for us so devotees have a completely different perspective to that of non-devotees devotees know that everything in this world is temporary it appears that we are at a we were we're entering what could be a very significant time in the history of this planet We used to hear a lot, I think it was the senior George Bush used to talk about a new world order. New world order. You wanted to say that in Japanese? There was some dream of some political, different political outlook. But the present world situation is more and more dominated by the threat of terrorism and the ascension of Islam. Japan is an established economic power and in India people are very hopeful about the or very confident about the arising of India as a new economic and industrial power <laughs> really I mean you should know so what did what do devotees have to do with all of this actually we're not very interested in any of it all these things come and go always in human society there's some struggle one group is trying to become more powerful than another group so devotees they don't become too much concerned with all these different these different political changes devotees are connected with the platform of eternity which means to be connected to Krishna Krishna's pastimes are going on eternally that is reality within this material world there are always so many ups and downs if we get too much involved in them then we're just diverted from the actual purpose of life 
So while we're living in this world, we, we can't be completely negligent of it. All right? Yes. he said it. We can't ignore it or neglect it. But at the same time, we should know that our, our real eternal position is with Krishna in the spiritual world. At the same time, we should know that our... What happened? Oh, oh. I was thinking, no, no need to know something, but he's... Okay. Only one? Yes. <laughs> we need at least two. Huh? All right, that's nice. Then the Krishna gets glorified in two languages here. <laughs> on, <laughs> on our parikramas in Mayapur, you'll often find the devotees speaking in English and then there'll be one group translating in Russia and someone translating. Know, four or five different languages going on they simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Or in, in Bangladesh, uh, yeah, where we have preaching programs, village preaching programs, and people come, local people come. So often we have someone, don't have, say for instance, a devotee from Serbia who doesn't, who only knows Serbia. So they'll have him speak, and someone will translate from Serbia into English. And then another Bengali, and a Serbian devotee will translate from Serbian to English. And then another Bengali devotee will translate from English to Bengali. And the program goes on like that. (laughs) People are enthusiastic enough to, and patient enough to sit and listen. Actually it requires great patience. To listen to the message of Krishna. In the modern age, people have no time. They're too passionate, especially in Japan. If you want to distribute some book, the people won't stop to talk about it. They don't want to waste any time, which is a good quality if they were using the time in a, you know, actually useful way. The people are always they're very, very much in a hurry. But uh, previously, it was common, at least in India, that people would sit and listen for hours to Krishna Kata and not, not in a hurry to rush off somewhere and earn some more money. Let us sit and listen. It's a question of priorities. Why are people in Japan working so hard, so busy? Because they've made their priority that our goal of life is to earn money. The obvious fact that people are not at all satisfied by earning money doesn't seem to strike anybody. But devotees have different priorities. They are very satis- they are very much interested in satisfying Krishna. Krishna te akila chesta. They do devotees do everything for the satisfaction of Krishna. So we can also learn from materialistic people who are so busy. If we had even if we can get even a slight amount of the average materialists uh, discipline and dedication to earning money if we had that if that, if, we, if we could apply that in krishna consciousness then we'd very quickly become pure devotees satatam kirtayanto mamyatantas chakura vrataha namasyantas chamam bhakta nityukta upasati who knows the translation of this verse can anyone say Yeah. The Mahatmas, 
yeah. They always chant my glory, Satyatam Kirtiyanta. And they endeavor in Krishna service with great determination. They're always bowing down before Krishna. So in this way and in so many other ways, they remain fully absorbed and engaged in Krishna consciousness all the time. So, relatively a devotee means to be fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness. We are unfortunate that... Well, we're very fortunate that we've been given this path of Krishna consciousness by Srila Prabhupada. If we can get even a little insight into how important Krishna consciousness is, then we should be very sorry that we're not fully Krishna conscious. We should be very happy that Srila Prabhupada has, has introduced us to the process of Krishna consciousness. At the same time, we should be very sad that we don't have full taste for the holy name. So, uh, nevertheless, the devotee does not feel hopeless. The devotee has faith that if I try to serve Krishna, Krishna will help me. Tesham satata yukta nam bhajatam priti purvakam tadami buddhi yogam tam yenamamupriyati Say translation, please. Anyone can say it. That's more or less. That's more or less. Yeah, that um, one is always engaged in devotional service, always endeavoring with great determination. And then Krishna gives the required intelligence by which that devotee can come to Krishna. So devotees are very hopeful. If we look inside our own hearts, I know in my case. We find so many dirty things. But nevertheless, devotees have the faith that because I'm trying in Krishna consciousness, surely Krishna will help me. And living in Krishna consciousness means to accept Krishna as the Supreme Person. And uh, Queen Kunti Devi describes Krishna. Namasye Purusham Dvadyam Ishwaram Prakrite Param Alakshang Sarvabhutanam Antar Bahiravasita. She prays in that, My dear Krishna, you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You are the Supreme Controller beyond the influence of material nature. But even though Krishna is so great, so wonderful, so much, so much above us all, He is not noticed by the conditioned souls. Krishna is inside and outside of everything. I'm saying that even though Krishna is so wonderful and so great that uh, he's not recognized by the conditioned souls. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead beyond the influence of material nature. Uh, But the conditioned souls cannot see. Krishna is within everything. Well, we can say it around the other way too. Everything is within Krishna. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say that also. <laughs> so, everything yeah. is inside and he is inside. Yeah. Yes. Which is, uh, according to our imagination or the laws of physics, impossible. If you, if you have one jar and you put a smaller jar inside it, 
It's not possible to have the bigger jar inside the smaller jar. At the same time. Right, at any time. <laughs> but inconceivably, Krishna is inside of everything and everything is inside of him. As Shira Dakshai Vishnu or Paramatma, the super soul, Krishna enters within everything. And as Garba Dakshai Vishnu and Mahavishnu, everything enters within him. So Krishna is in everything. He is everything. Nothing is different from him. At the same time, he is different from everything. He is holy and totally inconceivable to the conditions of consciousness. But he is so kind, he makes himself available to the devotees. Especially in Kali Yoga, even though we're so disqualified, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was made easy to find Krishna by the simple process of chanting his holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Krishna. You cannot stop. <laughs> you cannot stop at the one. Night. Yes, it's it's a little difficult. That's good if we can't stop chanting Hare Krishna. So by this process. We can understand that which is not understandable. You have to say it in Japanese. We can understand which which is not understandable. Just like this chanting of Hare Krishna. We cannot, there's no material explanation of why we can go on chanting more and more and more. Any other sound, we, after some time, we become disturbed by it. Even if there's some music we like very much, but if we play it again and again and again and again, then we become completely fed up of it. But who can explain why devotees go on and on and on chanting the Hare Krishna mantra? Well, you could say brainwashing. You can attempt some material explanation of why devotees go on and on chanting Hare Krishna. But who can explain why devotees go on and on and on chanting the Hare Krishna mantra? Well, you could say brainwashing. You can attempt some material explanation of why devotees go on and on chanting Hare Krishna. But actually there is no material explanation. One may attempt a material explanation. But the real fact is that there is a spiritual explanation. That the chanting of Hare Krishna is simply not a sound of this material world. It may appear that chanting Hare Krishna is just another sound. You can measure the the volume, the pitch, the tone, and all these things, as you can for any other sound. But the Hare Krishna mantra is not any other sound. The Hare Krishna mantra acts within the heart to cleanse it of all the dirty things. So we can we can see practically the effect of that. That many, many persons all over the world, simply by chanting Hare Krishna, their whole character becomes reformed and they become great saintly persons. So, what is my message to all of you? My message is, please go on chanting Hare Krishna and study Prabhupada's books very carefully and distribute these books. There is tremendous, tremendous process. There is tremendous benefit in this process of chanting Hare Krishna. Tremendous taxon. What's the right word? Tomo, hot tomo, hot tomo. Hot tomo? 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 Hot tomo
So I hope the devotees will uh, take advantage of the spiritual education and opportunities being offered. You all here have as much opportunity to advance in Krishna consciousness as anyone in any other place. It's up to us whether we take Krishna's teachings very seriously or we are uh, only halfway in Krishna consciousness. So let us all take Krishna consciousness very seriously and make Japan important, an important center for uh, preaching Krishna consciousness from Hare Krishna. Does anyone have any question about this? Faith and determination. Faith and determination, yeah. Like we see well, that as we perform devotional service over the years, we see that when the things are very life peaceful and things are okay, it's easier to perform devotional service. But we see either according to our karma or maybe we see that as over the years we perform devotional service. When the times are nice, things are going on peacefully and everything is okay, it's easier to perform devotional service. But sometimes, either due to karma or due to some arrangement or due to circumstances, our life becomes very turbulent. Either the health goes bad or we have mental problems or whatever. So at those times, although we know we have been practicing, we have some experiences, but when the turbulent time comes, it's very, very difficult to keep going because we are overwhelmed due to our material or mental consciousness. So sometimes it's when we think that at the time of death we have to remember Krishna, but even in this life when the turbulent time comes it's difficult to go ahead. So we would, and after the turbulent time goes away then again we are in to a normal pace. But I would like to ask that uh, when these turbulent times come how to tolerate it and how to go ahead with faith and determination. Well, it seems that you're not doing too bad. Anyone who's been in Krishna conscious for a few years, and you've been quite a few years, must go through so many tests that will be given by mind. It's not that when we chant Hare Krishna, that Krishna arranges some, uh, some nice seat on the beach and he comes and fans us. It's not like that. So you must be having the answer yourself. It's difficult, no doubt. There are difficult times. But the difficulties actually help to make us strong. Therefore, they are Krishna's mercy. A devotee should see everything as Krishna's mercy. Even if things are going very nicely, or even if they go very badly, apparently. For me, nevertheless, I am Krishna's eternal servant. If we have at all developed any attachment for Krishna, then we can never give up that attachment. Difficult, yes. But the difficulty helps us to come closer to Krishna. Any other question? Then we started chanting. There was still more rain. 
I thought maybe he was were there big, were there big hailstones also? Also, <laughs> was very hard to come here today. I've seen in, I saw in Mayapur once, hailstones like a golf ball. <laughs> it's very dangerous. One person actually died in a hailstone. There's some test. How will we how will we know if there's actual bhakti or not? Who would know how great devotees the Pandavas are, Dhruva Maharajas, Amarish Maharajas, and on Hanumanas, on and on and on alongside, who would know that that firmness in devotional service unless it had been tested? Even in the spiritual world, it's not exactly a test, uh, but the devotees, they, they can't, uh, they may not, it, it may be that there's some kind of apparent difficulty. But that actually makes everything more sweet. If there's some difficulty to meet Krishna, then we go through so many difficulties and eventually we meet him and appreciate that even more. The non-devotees can't see this. They see, well, it's just suffering. What's the use of, of, of bhakti? But a devotee sees, oh, this is Krishna's test for me, so let me uh, follow what is in Shastra very carefully. Hare Krishna. Please excuse it's a slow presentation. Ginger tea. Oh, that's ginger tea? Good for two. Okay. Ginger tea is good for me. We hope. Yeah, good for throw. Any other question, comment? I think honey is not good with hot water. You're told that. You have to take it separately. Right? Right. Well, <laughs> just before I drink this, I'd like to say one more thing. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Oh, Hare Krishna, I'm just, they have this, now these round the world plane tickets, so I got one. I'm on my way back to India after being in. Anyway, I'll, I'll try and remember all the countries I've been. I left India, then I went to Switzerland. Switzerland, then I went. Then I go to next. Lithuania, formerly part of the Soviet Union, now an independent country. The populations are less than half of that of Tokyo. Then I went to Bosnia. The Bosnia. Oh, on the way I stopped in Austria. Austria, 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 Bosnia, then Czech Republic, Czech, then Czechoslovakia, 
and back to Switzerland, then to Slovenia and Croatia, then Finland, Russia, England, Ireland, Wales, America, Canada, and Japan. <laughs> and tomorrow to Thailand, and then on to Bharat, India. So I'm seeing Krishna consciousness going on in so many countries. So I can be a little tiring traveling so much, but it's very blissful to see how Krishna consciousness is going on in various places. We are looking forward to the day when there's a beautiful big temple of Radha Krishna in Tokyo and other cities of Japan. And that should be here to preach more and more and more. Krishna has wonderful plans for everywhere. So just a little water for in hand. Oh, I touched it again. Oh, no. One more, one more time. Right, one more time. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So how many days it took? I can tell you. It's about two months. Let me see. I left. I left Bombay on the... Um, 26 on a train. <laughs> or a plane or a bus or bicycle or something. I made a book, if you like to see, called On Pilgrimage in Holy India. <coughs> uh, yeah. In the fifth chant uh, of the explanation of the uh, universe, they yeah. explain the Meru Parvat and this Meru Parvat. Meru, Meru Parvatam. Ah. Uh, it is not on this earth. Meru Parvat is, well, it's much bigger than this earth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you want information, there's some of our devotees are doing research on that. Yeah. Because Prabhupada wanted a Vedic planetarium. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult to understand exactly what to do. So they're doing some research on different Puranas and everything. Because devotees in, in Bangalore are doing that.